Listen, it's The Bird Show. This could be really fun. What did you find out about your neighbors after you or they moved in? You had no idea. Something real juicy. One eight five five Bircha. Okay, so picture this: you're chilling at home with your wife and your newborn when the house next door gets raided by the SWAT team. So I got a text from this guy I used to work with, who I'm still close friends with. His name is Justin, and I'm in this group chat with a couple other people we used to work with. And he sent me a text last week, and he said, "Hey, super off topic." But do you guys remember my neighbor that used to play the really loud music? Because he used to complain about them all the time. Because again, they have a newborn. He goes, well, she allegedly murdered someone the other night. And her house got raided while Nicole and I were home. What? I, Yikes. All I said was, I was like, ha, 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 what? And he said, yeah, they threw the bullet casing in our yard too. No. And then he said, one second, I'll send you the Action News Jack story on it. So he sent me a link to the news story. And this is what went down. The Jacksonville Beach police say they have a suspect in custody in connection to a shooting overnight. 28-year-old Akaya Price, she was taken into custody just before 3 this morning. Jacksonville Beach police say they responded to a shooting on 4th Avenue North where they found one person dead. Price is now charged with murder. But Jacksonville police are still asking for you to call Crime Stoppers if you have any additional information about this deadly shooting. So absolutely wild. The shooting took place outside this sushi place um, that I used to go to. And for context, like this is not a sketchy part of town, a scary part of town. It's on the street of bars where I used to go out all the time. And I wouldn't call it safe because it's bars in, in restaurants and stuff. But it's definitely not the kind of place where you would expect a shooting to go down. And especially like typically women are, aren't the ones that are doing the shooting. I mean, it, yes, it definitely happens. But I feel like that's rare, at least from all the first 48 episodes I've watched. Typically, <laughs> the dudes, they're out doing like, you know, stupid stuff like that. Do they have any context as to what happened? Was there an altercation? So we don't have a ton of context. So she worked at a place next door to the sushi restaurant called V Pizza. And it she shot a man. So the only context that I can conjure up in my mind is that maybe it was a lover's quarrel. Yeah. Maybe they got in some kind of fight regarding like their relationship. Maybe it was like a friend. But that's all speculation. It's all yeah. speculation. We got no idea. Of course, I want to know the story. But, but okay, so she shoots him, mm -hmm. picks up the casing from yep. where she shoots him, goes home, and then tosses it in your friend's yard. In my friend's yard. And these are that's like it's funny because like he, they are like the, the the most powder puffy kind of family, like just two little marshmallow humans, and just the the fact that they're like sitting at home in the SWAT team raids, right. it's mm -hmm. crazy. Uh, okay, so the question was here: What did you find out about your neighbor after you guys moved in? Hey, Stephanie, good morning. You're part of the Bird Show. Hi. Morning. Morning. Oh, that's good. If you start singing, <laughs> like right as you say good morning, I know this is going to be a good call. What do you got? So uh, when I was in high school, the next door neighbors uh, were drug dealers. Were drug dealers. Oh, and, and is this where you got your stuff? <laughs> uh, no. My brother did, though. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> and how... I don't think I don't think anybody ever found out. It was so obvious because like the sun, what random cars throughout the day and night would like just come up, park right outside our house, and just someone would come out, get into the car, stay me in the car for like two three minutes, and then he'd leave. Dang, sounds about right. So I, I told you, I found out about the house after we moved in because we kept getting letters from prison. Right, like somebody kept sending letters to our house from prison to the former. Um, 
the former owner. And we finally talked to a neighbor and she was like, yeah, my baby monitor would, they had a bunch of cameras over in their house and my baby monitor would intercept and I could see what was going on in their house sometimes or whatever. And then one night this like, it was like FBI, like all these black SUVs, whatever came in and took the house down. And apparently they were having like, they were drug dealers as well. Did not know any of this until after we moved into the house. Wow. Yeah, I I lived I think next to some drug dealers too because it was like three a.m. or two a.m. in my apartment. Everybody's got a drug. I live next to a drug dealer story. Welcome to America. Some comedian made this joke and it's like stuck in my head because it's exactly where I lived on the corner of Overpriced and Dangerous. And it was like two a.m. and we hear, heard this loud banging and I'm like, what? You know me, like I'm woken up, I'm mad. I'm like, what is going on? So I fling open my front door to start yelling, and I have like this DEA agent in my face saying. Get back inside! And there's a battering ram. Like, they're battering down the door. And I was like, goodbye. <laughs> Have a good night. Uh, Emmy, good morning. You're part of the Bird Show. Hi. Hi there. Hi. Okay. So my- All right. We've already covered drugs. What do you got? <laughs> so, my neighbor is a little bit different. She's extremely nosy. Always wants to be up in our business. Wants to know what's going on with our kids, what they're doing. And she has four kids, and they're refu- they refuse to let them um, have any tablets. Well, after a little blow-up this summer, I Googled her on Facebook and come to find out she has a separate page where she goes around to local communities, talks to girls about her past of being addicted to pornography. Whoa. And, yeah, so it kind of, like, blew up, and... We asked her about it. I'm like, why, you know, why does she do this? And she went into, like, extreme detail about how she used to travel around, almost became a stripper. Then she became addicted to porn, and then she became very, very religious. And so now she's going in and interjecting her story and a whole bunch of these girls' lives. Wow, you just never know what somebody has gone through, man, what their history is. Crazy. All right. Liz going next level. Hey, Liz, good morning. What'd you find out about your neighbor after they moved in? Well, after we moved in, uh, we also lived next to a drug dealer, but next door to him <laughs> was a prostitute. And how did you know she engaged in these activities? Uh, well, she um, she was also a, a, a client of the drug dealer, so we saw her out there, but we also saw her John. Come all, all the time. Oh, okay. Just a trend. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, if I want to make the phones not ring, it would be who didn't live next to <laughs> drug dealer. <laughs> <laughs> America, all of them lined up. Drug dealer, drug dealer, drug dealer, swinger. <laughs> uh, I'll take the swinger call, then we'll move on. Good morning, Jordan. I can't wait to hear how you found this one out. Oh, wait, hold on. Susan. Hey, Susan. Hey. 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 Can you hear me? Yeah, yep. we can hear you. Tell us about oh. your neighbors who are swingers. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, we moved in. Um, I was pregnant with our second. So we moved into an older neighborhood that was more established, and all of our neighbors are about 15 years older. Went to a pool party for, for our neighbors across the street, and they told my husband that back in the day, Everybody around us, because they've all been there for a while, used to trade wives. 
You used to trade oh. wives. Yeah, like, oh. like trading cards. Oh. It's yeah. wife yeah. swap, like the show. Yeah. <laughs> like Pokemon. Yeah, like they all, everybody, like, so now I look at all my older neighbors and just know in my head that at some point, <laughs> each one of them were having their turn with each other. Mm-hmm. And it, but... I mean, I know all of them. I love them all. I mean, I'm glad I live where I live. It's very rare to know all of your neighbors. <laughs> yeah, just so just so you know, they were also dealing drugs. <laughs> in this country, it's just kind of well, We did have a shooting down the street. Cool. That happened really, yeah. really. And it's very odd that it happened, but. You ever think about moving out of that neighborhood? <laughs> like, there's plenty of neighbors. But she lives in there. She knows all her neighbors. <laughs> Listen. It's the Burt Show. All right, let's get Kara on the phone here. She wants to do a solid for her friend because her friend has been broken up with, like, grief because uh, over something that she still doesn't understand, a relationship that's over, and she wanted our help to try to figure out exactly what happened. Hey, Kara, good morning. Hey, how are you? Good. All right, so we're moving on to a closure call here. Who needs closure? Um, well, my friend actually needs some serious closure, and I really want to help her get it. Okay. What happened? Does she really, really quick, though, does she know you're reaching out to get closure on her behalf, or does she give her blessing, or are you just doing this because you think this is the right thing to do? I'm doing this because I think it's the right thing to do. Gotcha. Per- perfect. <laughs> <laughs> it's meddling day on the virtue. It really is. <laughs> yeah. it's a thing. Uh, All right. What's going on with the friend? So... My best friend, Stephanie, I've known her since we were in the second grade. She's amazing. She is like, she's she's phenomenal. And she's, well, she was dating her boyfriend, Blake, for about two years. And things seemed to be going really great. He was the love of her life. Um, he was in love with her. Like, we were all very sure that they were heading for an engagement very soon. And then all of a sudden in February, with no notice, like they weren't fighting, there was no tension, like it was like a dream relationship, he breaks up with her out of nowhere and is just like done. And we're all shocked. She's been devastated for the past however many months it's been, and she's tried to talk to him. He will not respond to her. I've tried to reach out to him. He will not respond to me or anyone. And it was just the most horrible, horrific thing. And if nothing else, she deserves to know what the hell happened. All right. So Hmm. you haven't stopped. They haven't stalked the exes like whatever, Instagram, anything else, because my knee jerk reaction, when somebody breaks up like that immediately, it generally means that they've already moved on in the relationship and they're starting to see somebody else. So when you've stalked them, there's no indication of that at all. There has been nothing that we've seen to indicate what happened. Mm. Mm. And I'm trying to sit here and think like I if I and I'm trying to put myself in your friend's shoes. I'm trying to put myself in Stephanie's shoes and how I would feel if I found out my friends were like trying to like figure stuff out for me. Like, I couldn't imagine my friends reaching out to my ex on my behalf. You couldn't? No. Well, Could I'm, you? I'm the friend that does this stuff. Uh, Remember yeah. a couple, <laughs> more, couple <laughs> months ago, I showed up to that dude's door. Oh, you did. I she beat did. me to it, but I still showed up to his door. <laughs> so, honestly, I, Kara, I really commend you for, for getting nosy because I, like you, would want answers, especially when it comes out of nowhere after they had a dream relationship for two years. Mm. This wasn't a fling. This was somebody that they were incredibly close with. 
I think you deserve answers, and I hope we can get him to speak up. She, Kara yeah. is not owed anything. Kara, yes, she is. No, she's not. Christopher. Abigail, no, she is not. <laughs> <laughs> We're owed answers. So when you're really close with somebody, you want, I mean, if you see your friend in pain, you want to do something about it. That's what you do. It 100%. And I think, Kara, this is you being a really good friend. Do I think you're meddling? Yes, but I think you're also being a good friend. Both <laughs> things can be true. <laughs> I, would be I, will, I will say she does know that I have tried reach, reaching out to him. She does not know that I've contacted you to try reaching out. Uh, so as we're looking into the future here, I mean, you would really, depending on what we found out, because our show director, Tommy, did reach out to this dude, depending on what we found out, you'll have to make a decision on, like, is this so bad that I tell my friend, or is she better off just dealing with the pain of not knowing? Oh, man. I mean, oh, gosh, I don't quite know how she could be in more pain than she is right now. Well, I mean, if he does say that, yeah, I fell in love while I was with her and I'm happy I'm on with somebody else, but are we really going to get that kind of honesty out of this dude? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Typically, typically, I do think closure is a little overrated. Like, I do think you have to create your own closure. But in this specific situation where it happened out of nowhere and we had no answers... I, I think that's honestly going to be really helpful in closing that chapter. But haven't you always said it rarely happens out of the blue? Like there's typically signs that you're either avoiding or mm-hmm. you're purposely just not even seeing um, that you are blind to. But like very rarely is it like a breakup mm-hmm. out of the blue. I, I feel like your gut knows and you can choose to lie to yourself or not. Right. But your gut knows that there's something going on, generally speaking. And for two years, you say they've been going out and everything. It's been a dream. People don't fall out of love in a second. Right. So something's been going on for a while. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to find out what that was. Whee! All right. Give us a couple of seconds here, Kara, because like I said, Tommy, our show director has already reached out to the ex. Uh, We did get a response back first. Let's see if it's real and he's being honest. And we'll see if we can give you some info that you can pass on to your friend, okay? Thank you so much. All right, Bird Show, close your call. We'll finish this thing up next. Listen, it's the Bird Show. She wants answers for her friend who was broken up with after two years very suddenly by a boyfriend and wanted us to get some answers, which we did. We will get to that here in just one second. I was flipped off yesterday in traffic. Oh, that was me. And you got I, the bird? I have no idea what I did. You ever have that? That happened to you? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's happened to me before. Okay. Like, this dude was on a motorcycle and goes by me and flips me off, and I'm like, what? Is, what, is, what happened? Maybe he's not a fan of the show. Maybe. Maybe that's what it was. But it's not really a flip offable show. I, I, I don't know if I you cut the dude off. No idea what you did? Zero I, idea at all. I, I wanted really to, like, know. catch up to him and go, I'm sorry, I don't even know what I did. <laughs> I don't know what that says about me and my driving, but that has happened multiple times to me. <laughs> I believe that. I always know why. I'm very aware. But I do wish you could have different honks on your horn. You know, one's like, sorry, like just a little honk to let them know, like, hey, I know I messed up. And then one's to be like, get out of the way. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's get to Kara here, who wants some answers. All right, Kara, so for those that have just checked out the show, just to bring them up to speed, your best friend gets broken up with this dude. They have the dream relationship, at least she thinks so. For two years, he breaks up out of nowhere. Your friend is busted up, can't even get off the couch, is emotionally distraught, no answers at all. So you feel like, as a good friend, you came to us to get us answers for her. So, And you wanted us to reach out to the ex-boyfriend, correct? 
Yes, thank you for your help. All right, I don't think I forgot anything there. I think you nailed it. Mm-hmm. All right, so our show director, Tommy, reached out to this dude to see if he would open up at all. Tommy, what do you have? Yeah, it took a little bit of back and forth, but I was finally able to convince him, and uh, he offered some insight about the breakup. So the first thing he said was, I really appreciate what you're trying to do. No, you don't. I don't <laughs> want to hurt her more. I didn't want to hurt her before. But you did. But I guess... That was unavoidable. Yes, it was. The the truth is, I realized I simply didn't have the same feelings for Stephanie that were necessary to keep going. Can I pause here for just one second Mm -hmm. before Kristen keeps talking? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Look, dudes make this mistake a a lot, Mm. Uh, a lot, a lot. I think more so than men, uh, women, in that we feel like if we just don't inflict the hurt verbally that it's going to somehow some way hurt less that's way worse uh-huh. the unknown like that to me is way worse i would rather deal with the pain and get over it mm-hmm. than not knowing it all do you agree with that well it's also pretty common based off of my own experience and my friends experience who date guys is sometimes instead of just using your words to end the relationship you either do like a series of small actions that so- slowly build up the resentment in her so you make her break up with you or you do something self-sabotage and you like cheat on her as a way to end the relationship and just make it implode. Right. I mean, if you're going to be in a relationship, a loving relationship, at least that's what Kara said, for two years, then out of respect, you owe her some closure. Mm-hmm. At 20%. least some words. So you know how I've said many, many times on this show, and it's been referred back to many, many times, how when you break up with someone, you could say, you're a great person, just not the person for me. Mm-hmm. That's a nice way to say it. You can't really say that after two years, though. Well, Blake said it a little differently. He said, it's not that she's a bad person or anything. It just wasn't enough for me to drag things on further. Mm-hmm. Drag. I felt like he could have softened that up a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't want your relationship to be referred to as a drag. drag. So then I said, that must have been really tough for both of you. Is there more to it, though? From what we hear, it was all just out of the blue with no warning for her. And he said, it was a bit out of the blue for me, too. I think I became aware of my feelings when I started realizing I enjoyed being around her friends more than I wanted to be around her. Ouch. I know it sounds terrible, but I felt a stronger connection with them. It made me realize that I wasn't as invested in our relationship as I thought. And so I said... So there wasn't anyone else that you may have been seeing. I think Stephanie may have thought you had already moved on. And Blake said, no, there wasn't someone else I was involved with. In fact, I still am not involved with anyone. But I was attracted to someone, and the more I was around Stephanie and her friends, the more worried I became that I'd end up starting something or doing something that would make me an awful person. I felt it was better to end things before I looked like a complete ass and things got messy. So it sounds like... He liked one of her friends. Uh Mm -hmm. Mm Uh-huh. I said, was this someone that Stephanie knew? And Blake said, I really think I'm going to end things here. I don't think it's necessary or needed to give every little detail. And I kept trying to ask questions, and he just ignored me, so he broke up with me, too. (laughs) So what... Okay, so what are the chances that it's Kara... That he was attracted to. That's oh, what I was thinking. Yeah. Kara, did you ever pick up on that? That he potentially had, like, something for one of her friends? 
No, and I like I said, it all, it all seemed like a dream relationship to us. And if we had picked up on anything like that, we would have been we've been on it so freaking fast. We we love Stephanie. Yeah, I think that. So while juicy, I don't think Stephanie needs to know that. No. No. I, I, right, Stephanie doesn't need to know that. I would want. Why are you making not, that face, Mo? What? I was just trying to put myself in her shoes and. I would want to know. You would want to know that he started getting feelings for one of your friends and he just found it best to go ahead and part ways because the, even the idea of having friend, having feelings for somebody else and not you made him realize you weren't the one for him. Yes, because of the two-year factor. If I was with somebody for two years and it genuinely seemed like it was that type of relationship, I would need something that would motivate me to get over it, and I think that would be the perfect motivation. I think you're saying that because you're a guy, though. Mm-hmm. I think when it, when it comes to your appearance, there's such like a societal pressure to be like the prettiest or to be desirable to men. And so for you to look at me and to say that you are more interested in one of my friends, I'm going to feel insecure on so many different levels. Yeah, I feel like this only makes it worse. That because Yeah, because, <laughs> I mean, if you tell her the truth, oh, then okay. she starts questioning which friend. Mm-hmm. Um, She's looking at her friends differently, right. her friendships differently. I, I, I don't know, man. I think I, I would listen. <laughs> Just I'll give you a this one. All right, Kara, well, at least you know now, and you can do with that information what you want, but he was attracted to somebody in your group. Have you always been single when they've been around? I have, and if it was me, gosh, I want to punch this guy in the face. You're a good friend, then. You don't want to punch him. But he didn't act on it. Like, like, like we have to, like, so, Blake, granted, he did not handle this um, ending the relationship well. That's an understatement. (laughs) Right, just ghosting after two years is terrible. Okay. No, I'm I'm sorry. I almost wish that he had acted on it, because then it could have been shut down, and we could have seen what kind of guy he Mm -hmm. was. It takes takes two to tango, and the idea that he would have started something, he wouldn't have started anything with any of Stephanie's friends. Are you freaking kidding me? Totally understand. At least you got the truth now, Kara. Thank you. I really appreciate your help. All right. Bye-bye. If you guys want us to do a closure call for you, Tommy, our our show director, is very convincing. He will reach out, get answers for you. You can hit us up at thebirdshow.com. I'm not a huge fan of spicy foods, but I do like a bit of spice in other areas of my life. Reality TV fights, make it spicy. My margaritas, make them very spicy. And when it comes to the spice cabinet you keep beside your bed, you gotta have a wide variety of spices to keep things heated up. If you've been looking for some more flavor to add to your life behind closed doors, Adam and Eve can help you bring the heat with some fun new items to turn up the temp between you and someone else. Or if it's a single girl summer, there's plenty of options for those of you riding solo this year. Adam and Eve is offering 50% off just about any item and they'll include free shipping and rush processing so you can spice things up ASAP. And you don't gotta worry about your neighbors noticing your delivery. Adam and Eve ships things out in discreet packaging. So you and Deborah down the street don't have to make awkward eye contact when you get your mail. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item and select just enter offer code Abby at checkout. That's A-B-B-Y at adamandeve.com. This exclusive offer is specific to this podcast so be sure to use code Abby to get your discount code Abby. I'm not a huge fan of spicy foods, but I do like a bit of spice in other areas of my life. Reality TV fights, make it spicy. My margaritas, make them very spicy. And when it comes to the spice cabinet you keep beside your bed, you gotta have a wide variety of spices to keep things heated up. If you've been looking for some more flavor to add to your life behind closed doors, Adam and Eve can help you bring the heat with some fun new items to turn up the temp between you and someone else. Or if it's a single girl summer, there's plenty of options for those of you riding solo this year. Adam and Eve is offering 50% 
20% off just about any item and they'll include free shipping and rush processing so you can spice things up ASAP. And you don't got to worry about your neighbors noticing your delivery. Adam and Eve ships things out in discreet packaging. So you and Deborah down the street don't have to make awkward eye contact when you get your mail. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item and select just enter offer code Abby at checkout. That's A-B-B-Y at adamandeve.com. This exclusive offer is specific to this podcast. So be sure to use code Abby to get your discount code Abby. Listen. It's the Bird Show. You said Bird Show, we need more Bird Show. So we said, okay, you get more Bird Show, but you got to pay for more Bird Show. <laughs> <laughs> That's our bonus content right there. Uh, this week is a good one. It's a real good one. So our phone screener got into a, a tense conversation with his mom over something he revealed on the radio that she had no idea about. And our producer, Kaylee, stole his wife's ring and made some major changes without her knowing it. <laughs> This guy. Uh, you want to hear about it? TheBurtShow.com slash bonus BS. Parents, I need you to make me feel better. I am using the show right now in order to make myself feel better. <laughs> what mm-hmm. have you forgotten when it comes to your kids? Because I know we've all done it. 1-855-BURT-SHOW, 855-237-8746. Some context. Whatever you've forgotten to do. When it comes to your kids in school and extracurriculars, whatever. My mom actually forgot my brother and I. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, uh, my dad did the same thing for about a decade. Yeah, okay. Well, this, <laughs> this only happened once, and she hates this story, but it's so funny, believe it or not. So uh, my brother, I think he was in kindergarten, and I was in second grade um, because we were both at the same school. And we were sitting there just waiting and waiting and waiting for mom to come pick us up. And the school had to call her and she comes in hot on two wheels in the Astro van to pick us up. And turns out she had gotten caught up in a game of Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> well, at least she had a good reason. <laughs> she, wow. she was forgot to pick her kids up from school. So what had happened to me the other day is I'm sitting here during the show and, you know, doing show things. And I see like this group text popping off and I'm like, what's going on? And I see the home mom for our class reminding everybody about our teacher's birthday, our kid's teacher's birthday. Now, the week prior, this group text has, had been sent out from the home mom of like, hey, it's Miss Teacher's birthday. This is a list of her favorite things. And everybody started going, I'll get this, I'll get this, I'll get this. And my responsibility was dark chocolates. She likes dark chocolates, right? And all the kids were going to make homemade birthday cards for her, right? And I knew that and had put it in my brain mentally, but I now know I have got to start writing things down because I'm here and the group text is popping off and I'm like, (gasps) her chocolates, the card. So I'm feverishly texting Bart. I'm like, before, and I'm like, he's going to, he's going to be so mad. He's going to be so mad at me because I did not warn him about, I'm like, before you take Jimmy to school, I need you to make a homemade card. There's construction paper and there's markers. I don't care what you do. Just put something together for the teacher and take it. And then I swung by the target on the way to pick him up from carpool and was able to like deliver her dark chocolates a little late, but nonetheless, oh, it was still the same day. That's not a biggie. I no. mean, we've had listeners call up before saying they left their kids at a like a rest area when they were traveling to a different city, and they're like six minutes in, they're like, "Oh my god, the kids aren't in the back. We forgot about Stuckies." <laughs> yes, that those are that's what I'm looking for here. Okay, that's what I'm looking for here. 
you want to feel like a bad parent, try uh, forgetting the date of your child's birth. No. Because when I call up the doctor's office and they're like, what's the birthday? And you do that thing. I distinctly remember doing this in school as a child when you don't know the answer and you stall. And you're like, the answer to the problem is, so you're trying to think. So Mm. they're like, what's your child's birthday? And I'm like, their birthday is on. And it takes me forever to, I'm like, I feel like a failure. I should know these like pow, pow, pow. And. I got to go back. No, no, I I got you there. Yeah. So when Jimmy first went to school and I filled out all the paperwork, I put the wrong birthday down. Yeah. 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 Pretty close at least. Yeah, I was. I was a day off. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I was a day off. And Bart Bart looked at the paperwork. I'm like, will you look this over and you sign, blah, blah, blah. And he looked at it and he's like, you got our song's birthday, right? And I'm like, no, he's, I was like, he's born on the 21st. He's like, he was born on the 22nd. I had to go back into my Instagram and look when I posted <laughs> his birth announcement. And I'm like, son of a gun. He was born on the 22nd. My parents left my uh, sister home once. And it was maybe for about 10, 15 minutes, according to them. I don't know how long it really was. Uh-huh. But they also did something wrong with the fireplace. Like, what's the black stuff? It's called soot or yes, something uh-huh. like that. So when they came back, they realized it, obviously, and rushed back home. And my baby sister was sitting in the car seat on the couch just chilling. Like, nothing happened with soot all over her face. <laughs> and to this day, I don't know how long they actually left her, but they left her. All right. <laughs> Bad parents re- uh, unite yes. here. Hey, Jillian, good morning. You're on the Burke Show. What did you forget that made you feel like a terrible parent for a second? Good morning. So just like Kristen had said, my kid's birthday, it was her third birthday and it wasn't until I dropped her off at daycare that I realized that that was her day mm-hmm. and I needed to tell her happy birthday and possibly oh, get a snack too for her daycare. So. Okay, but you're in the clear here because you said she was three? Yeah, so she's not going to remember. Yeah, <laughs> and she doesn't even know when her birthday is. Yeah, you can. Nope. You get told the gaslighting. This is a, the gaslighting years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, here it is. Stacy, good morning. You're on the Burt Show. Hi. Hi, Burt. Hi, guys. I love the show, hey, but Stacey. I did not forget my child. Yes. <laughs> I did forget the luggage. We were packing up to go to the airport, and I put her in the car, locked her in the car seat, nice and safe, got in the car, drove all the way to the airport. No luggage. No. <laughs> luggage at home. That can I was so focused on her. Yeah. yeah. Focused on and you got so much on your, like, mental to-do list anyway, mm-hmm. man. And, then, and it doesn't hit you until you're actually at the airport. Um, all right, good, good morning, Bird Show. Who is this? Kim Fisher. Hello. Hey. So, I actually, my son had a cross-country match down in Macon, and all these people came in from out of state, and I got the time wrong, and we showed up after he had already ran. Oh, no. 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 There he was, yeah. looking and up he, in the stands. He came in, he came in ninth in state cross-country, and we completely missed it. All right. But it's cross-country, so you're not in stands. They're running through, like, woods yeah. and fields and stuff like that. So yeah. you could, did you tell, like, did you even disclose that you missed it? Yeah, he already knew. Oh, oh. okay. Finish fine. Did, and, and, yeah. did you also tell him, like, look, you're ninth in state when you're first. I won't, I won't miss <laughs> these things. At least top five. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Jen, good morning. You're on the Bird Show. Hi. Hi, good morning. Good morning. Okay, uh, this is the one we're looking for right here. It's okay, girl. Oh, man. <laughs> My daughter was like two. We went on vacation for for like a week, and we were we were excited. You know, you go out on vacation, you're shopping all the outlets. So we got down. We have four kids. 
and she was the youngest one. We all got down, and we're like, I thought, I was like, my husband's going to grab her. My husband thought I was going to grab her. We're walking in, I'm like, I feel light. Like, I feel light. She was still in the car seat. I was like, did you grab the baby? No, I thought you grabbed her. We all ran back to the truck. We were already in the store. We were no. just sitting there waiting in the car seat. <laughs> you win. Yep. <laughs> See, it's not that bad. No, it's not. You forget your kids anyway. Just some cards and a dark chocolate yeah. and an Amazon gift card. Right. That was all. The Bird Show. Kristen here, our co-host, has been cheated on more than anybody else I have ever met in my life. <laughs> it, Ow. I, I mean, it, it that is true. I don't know why you feel the need to constantly bring it up, but yes. <laughs> do I? Almost almost every <laughs> single boyfriend. Yeah, yes, you do. Almost every <laughs> single boyfriend I had, Abby, cheated on me. Oh, my gosh. What so, did you do to make that happen? Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, I sucked. Question. Be accountable. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, there's one consistent here. There is one common denominator, <laughs> and her name is Kristen. I don't know what I was doing wrong, but they like to cheat on me. Um, the or they reason, just ghosted me. It was bad. The bad. reason why I'm asking is, did you ever catch anybody like red-handed? Not red-handed. The closest I ever got was my dating Antichrist, and I went over to his house, and his and I went into his room, and the bed was completely disheveled, and there was a broken necklace in the bed and somebody's ID. And he tried to say, <laughs> yeah, like a like, like their ID. <laughs> and he literally said, oh, I let my buddy stay here. And that's, that was him and his girl. Uh, um, that's quick thinking right there. It was mm-hmm. her necklace and her ID. Yes. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so when this one here, this dude caught his drunk wife making out with her best friend. So. You haven't had anything that traumatic yet, so you got that going for you. I do have that going for me. Um, so if you have something going on in your life you want to share with The Bird Show, hit us up at thebirdshow.com. And here is the email that he's looking for some advice on. Hello, besties. Mm-hmm. I've listened to The Bird Show for over 17 years. Definitely a P1. This is my first time reaching out. I really need some advice from whom I consider friends, even though y'all don't know who the heck I am. Though I love y'all so much, it is unfortunate that I have to reach out and I don't know what to do or how to feel. A few weeks ago, my wife and I had her female best friend over to our house like we have done hundreds of times before. They are great friends and they trade off going to each other's houses each week. Well, now we know why. It's usually a good time filled with deep conversations and fueled by alcohol. We've done this for years. However, a few weeks ago, we all hung out, and after a few drinks, I went to bed because I had to work the next morning. An hour or two later, I wake up for some water and walk downstairs to find my wife and her best friend making out. Totally normal. (laughs) I'm shocked, but I didn't say anything. I am hurt. I tried to brush it off as a drunken mistake, but I can't hide it. She doesn't know I've known for weeks. Dude, how do you? Keep that secret. That's impressive. So he she saw them and yep. just turned around and walked back up the stairs? Yes. But she definitely senses some tension. She eventually admitted it to me, and I eventually forgave and forgot. Fast forward to a week ago, and it happened again. She made out with her best friend while I was asleep. She's cheating on you. That's infidelity. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But it's another woman. Yeah, it's most guys' dream, honestly. How you got that out with a straight face, I have no idea. Um, I crack mine sometimes. Uh, The next day, um, she straight up admitted it to me and was distraught with guilt about it. Yeah, until next time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now I'm more angry with her 
and can barely look at her. I'm super hurt, but don't know how to express it. What's your advice? What do I do? Thank you, P.S. Abby, you're doing great. Like, flawless. Seriously. Wouldn't go that far, but thank you. Uh, Boss Bert <laughs> confirm Abby. <laughs> he is demanding that I confirm your greatness, so you're great. Oh, thank uh, you. Kristen, smack him if he doesn't. I did. Kristen, go ahead, smack him. <laughs> this is definitely a He didn't P1. say it with enough enthusiasm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Only, yeah, this is straight up cheating, man. It doesn't matter if it's a man, woman, the fact that she went back in the second time. Hell yeah, you should be hurt. And her best friend, who knows how long this has been going on. Yeah, it's a lot of violations here. I mean, the fact that you did it with him right upstairs, you in the house, you, you did it, uh, apologized about it, and then did it again. It's way too many violations for me to get over it. Yeah, there's a couple questions you got to ask her because, mm-hmm. A, it was another woman, and I'm assuming you didn't know that this, you know, the, the, her sexual preferences leaned in that direction because I'm sure that it's shocking, A, because you're seeing her make out with someone, and B, it's another woman. Um, so, I, obviously, you got to say something about it, but I'll be interested to see what her response is. Okay, my dude, listen here. Let's say you were my best friend. Here's what I'm going to tell you. Um, you can only run from your authentic self for so long. You can only bury something like this for so long. So you can pretend it didn't happen. You could try to hide your feelings. You could try to convince yourself that you're not hurt, but your gut, that little voice is telling you how hurt you are. So at the end of the day, there is going to be a time where you're going to confront her about this. So you can waste a day, you can waste a week, or you can waste a month or a year, whatever. This is coming out. You might as well get on with it now and get past it if you guys can, because waiting isn't going to do either one of you guys any good. And obviously the temptation is there every time the two Mm -hmm. of them drink. If I were him, I'd be like, you can't see your best friend. That's fair. That would be completely fair. You cheated on me me with this person and they're obviously a temptation for you. So you can't see her. I mean, she is enjoying this experience so much that she saw how much it wrecked them the first time Mm -hmm. and did it a second time in their own home, by the way, which is a second thing that would really bug the S out of me. While he's upstairs. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, you got a problem here, and you can't run from it. You just can't. Take my word for this. I've done this my whole life, man. That inner voice will get louder and louder and louder until you got to do something about it. And the fact that she was so comfortable doing it the second time, like you just said, Mm -hmm. tells me that if you do give her the ultimatum of you cannot see your best friend anymore, you have to be prepared for the fact that she might say no. Yeah. I don't care. I mean, at that point, she's leaving you for another person. Yep. Right? Even if it's a woman, I mean, still another person. It doesn't even matter. Mm -mm. Right? The Burt Show. All right, Kristen, why the question on giving your kids advice? This all comes from Jason Kelsey and Travis Kelsey's mom, Mama Kelsey. Mama Kelsey. Because she's been interviewed incessantly, because I don't know if you've heard, her son Travis <laughs> is dating this pop star by the name of Taylor Swift, and they've kind of made a big splash in the, in the news and the tabloids. Or in my opinion, not a big enough splash. <laughs> Let's talk you, about it more. You, can't, you just can't get enough, can you? All right, so she was on, I think it was the Today Show, and she said something that made me think, and I want to ask the parents, and I also want to ask those of you who are, who you know, were kids, are kids, do you give your kids advice or do you let them figure it out on their own? And as a kid, do you want your parents to help guide you and give you advice or do you want them to sit there and be like, nah, man, you got to figure this out on your own? Because according to Mama Kelsey, she's like, I don't give my kids advice. 
Do you ever try to set your, no. your kids up? No, no, never. I don't give them advice. Um, you know, they've got to sink or swim on their own and they have to make their own mistakes and make their own wonderful, you know, accomplishments in life. And, you know, and then they know it's theirs. Yeah. Was that your parenting style when you were raising them? Because we're, we're raising kids now and you'd like to have kids who... Yeah, the, the more they can be in the decision process, the better. Yeah. You know, it, I really think it's important that you know, you follow them. What do they want to do? Yeah. What do they love? What, you know, if you can support them, that's the best you can possibly do. Yeah. Sometimes you can't financially. Some families can't do it. But, you know, there's all kinds of um, ways that you can help them achieve their dreams. Mm -hmm. So that's, you know, what more could you want as a parent? So I'm going to pick this apart a little bit because I do agree with a lot of what she says. Kids need to make mistakes. I think there is key lessons in failure. You want to be a supportive parent, but you want to follow your child's lead in certain aspects. All that I agree with. However, when it comes to giving your kids advice, I feel as a parent, you are there to guide your children and give them advice. And then it's up to them whether or not they want to take it. I couldn't imagine seeing my son go through something that I may or may not have like I will say that I had experience in, of course, I'm going to give him some advice. And then whether or not he wants to utilize it, that's up to him. So everybody's going to act differently here. I can tell you what I think has worked for me and my ex-wife with our kids. Um, she has a different style than I do. Um, my ex-wife is, um, very, she's opinionated and she really feels like, and I think so also, that her advice is valuable. So I think when the kids come, she straight up gives advice that way. My way has always been presenting the options and us going through the positives and negatives on both sides and then letting them make their own decision. But that's advice. Th like you're giving them advice. It's not really, is it? Because yes. like advice is, you know what you should do is you should take that job. Uh -huh. uh, for me, it would be, okay, let's take a look at this. Okay. So if you take this job, then right. blankety, blankety, blank, but you also are going to miss out on blankety, <laughs> blankety, blank. Now, if you take the other job, then what are the pluses and minuses there? And then now you make your decision. Would you okay. guys want advice or would you want your parents just to sit back and be like, you got to figure this out on your own? It's hard for me to generalize it because I, as I look back on my life, I think there were times when I did, I could have used the advice, and then there were times when I genuinely did just have to figure it out. But if I had to lean towards one more than the other, I do like what Bert just said because I feel like it builds your critical thinking skills to have to really figure it out on your own, even if you are given the options. And I just, I realized the older I got, I just think very differently than my parents. They mm -hmm. grew up in a different time. Mm -hmm. I had different goals. I had different agendas. It was very different. So a lot of the times when they would try to give me advice, I appreciated it. But after a while, I kind of knew, like, I can take their advice for what it's worth. But at the end of the day, it's really on me, and I got to figure it out on my own. Yeah. Would they volunteer it, or would you go to them and ask? I would go and ask. Okay. Well, it's just another perspective. And for me, I have a pretty solid relationship with my parents. So there's no reason that I wouldn't want another perspective on a certain situation, because I trust them. I know their backgrounds. I know where they're coming from. Whereas I feel like that's really important and really valuable, rather than just asking, you know, a friend or some rando what I should do in a certain situation because you understand the context of where they're coming from. I guess it's because of what we do for a living. Like every day we come on air and we, you know, rattle off advice for, you know, Joe, Nancy, and Bill. It's just like, why would I not give my own child advice? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you. Yeah. Um, if they're coming to you, but you also have to, this goes hand in hand, I think, with the conversation we had yesterday also when Schwarzenegger was saying that kids don't have grit anymore, man. They're just kind of soft. I think that 
like Mo said, they have to build those skills on how to make decisions themselves. So if you're doing it for them, before you know it, you turn around and they can't make a decision themselves. They've got to learn how to. It's a skill. I feel like they there's have a fine to, line. They have mm-hmm. to learn how to do it. Yeah. It's a balance for sure. Well, it's a, there's a difference between tell me what to do and what do you think I should do? And then I'll make the decision. Gotcha. The Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. Britney Spears was busted for driving without a license and insurance. Uh-oh. Bad girl, bad girl, what you gonna do when they come for you? <laughs> Britney Spears was apparently driving 61 miles per hour in a 40 miles per hour zone, which, by the way, you can be arrested for re- reckless driving for 20 miles over the speed limit. But she was only ticketed for driving without a license and proof of insurance. She got a warning and a speeding ticket of about $1,200. Her attorney came out and said, actually, she had her license and insurance. But And then a second source came out and said the same thing. And I'm like, okay, well, why did the cops say differently? But alas. Did you uh, see the uh, lingerie dance the other day from Brittany? There's been many. Oh, little thing. Come on. They're all, the, they're all the same at this point. <laughs> the bandage on her finger that had people wondering if she cut herself with those knives she was mm-hmm. playing with. Good mm-hmm. God. Yeah. Uh, this is really interesting because she's only been allowed to drive herself since late 2021, so she might want to take a rules of the road test before, you know, mm-hmm. getting back on the road again. Okay, this is pretty new news. I just saw this on people.com. Jada Pinkett Smith is adding more context to the Oscars night where Will Smith slapped Chris Rock across the face. So she revealed that she and Will have been living pretty much completely separate lives since 2016. In her new book, she says, I had my own premonition right before the incident on the Oscar stage. It flashed through my mind as Chris Rock's face came across the screen as one of the presenters that night. In fact, my stomach clenched. He had been known to take swipes at me and from the Oscar stage, no less. When Chris came out to present an award, made some jokes and got lots of laughs like comics comics do, he decided to milk his time on stage and saw my bald head and ad-libbed, Jada, love you, G.I. Jane too. Can't wait to see it. Just like I thought he wasn't able to help himself. It's not until Will yells from his seat and backs and back up at Chris to keep my wife's name out your effing mouth and then repeats it. And that I perceive the gravity of the situation and that no, it had not been a skit. Even so, I'm unclear on the reason why Will is so upset because we had been living separate lives and we're there as a family, not as husband and wife. But when I hear Will yell, wife in the chaos of the moment, an internal shift of OS, I am his wife, happens instantly. Do we know any of this up until? No, no, no. not at all. They haven't lived with each other since 2016. She's just revealing this in her new book, Worthy. She's got this red table talk thing every week and they never said? Never once. But she said they were living separate lives. That doesn't mean they weren't still living together in the same house. I think that's what she she said. I've I've seen headlines that say she has been, um, they've been separated for seven years. Seven years. Did Will know that? (laughs) Apparently not Somebody might want to inform him He and Chris Rock, neither one of them Neither one of them knew that They might have just wanted to keep it a secret Because maybe they were hoping they could work it out Mm. I had heard they were having an open relationship Last time I'd heard So That's been rumored for so long She was on the show a long time ago and I asked her about that And she was kind of vague about it She didn't say yes, didn't say no Um yeah, super vague about it. Yeah, maybe they just want to keep up appearances. She, she said that he can do, he's a grown-ass man, he can do whatever he wants, and I'm a grown woman, and I can do whatever I want. Oh, okay. It seems like every time she says anything at all, it just makes Will look worse and worse every <laughs> single time. So so she has a new book coming out, and that's why she's making the rounds and talking about this? Yes, it's called Worthy. So if you want to read all, it'll be out pretty soon.
Um, celebrity chef Michael Chiarello, he died of an allergic reaction. This is so crazy. So he's been on shows like Top Chef, Next Iron Chef, and he passed suddenly over the weekend because of an acute allergic reaction that led to anaphylactic shock. Damn. While he was getting treated, that's when he died. And a representative is telling People Magazine that they don't know what caused the allergic reaction. Obviously, you're a chef. You're testing things all the time. Could have been anything. But they might never know what caused this reaction. Yeah, I actually, I, I gasped when I saw that because um, I love watching cooking shows. Like, I'm a huge fan of Top Chef. Um, and I've seen him, like, Top Chef Masters. And he is, like, a premier chef. Like, mm-hmm. and he's had his own cooking shows on cooking channels. And to see, because he was young. I mean, he was in his 60s, correct? 61. So, I mean, super young. And that was just, that was shocking for the culinary world and for celebrity chefs. And it's wild how you can develop an allergy later in life, too. Mm -hmm. Because I have a family member who was out to dinner and, like, had shrimp or some kind of shellfish, randomly went into, uh, had an allergic reaction, and now she has to walk around with an EpiPen. Didn't find out until she was, like, 30. That happened to my mom, too. Yeah. I think she's in her 60s, and all of a sudden, allergic to shellfish. We live in Louisiana, or we lived in Louisiana, Mm -hmm. It all, her whole life, no problem. And Absolutely then one day, insane. just nope. Yeah, sometimes if you eat the same thing every day also, that your body will start to reject it. Are you serious? Uh-huh. <laughs> your body's like, I'm sick of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems like it should be the opposite. Uh-huh. You know, like your body's used to it. No, it'll get an allergic reaction after a while, yeah. So if I uh-huh. keep eating ice cream at some point in my time, my body will be like, okay, that's enough. You don't have to eat that anymore. That'll yeah. be the least of your concerns, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I don't want to be around my husband. Got it. Yeah. For more stories, head to thebirdshow.com. Clicky buzz. The Bird Show. I was just talking to a dude in the gym yesterday about this. He and his wife just had their second kid. And, wow, that was sudden. (laughs) (laughs) That was abrupt. (laughs) You're like pulling me off stage. Um, (laughs) And uh, you just, it seems so silly to say, right? We know that having a child is difficult. You know it's going to be difficult. It's another human being. You know that going into parenting. Yeah. And yet, then you're there, and it's a ridiculous statement to make. I had no idea it was going to be this hard. It's so stupid, but it's so true. But it's so factual, and it's God. so true. Because, yeah, my husband and I are the same way. Like, of course, this is going to be hard. You're responsible for another human being. We had no idea how hard it was going to be. You're leaving out information. So it's not just that you're responsible for another human being. You're responsible for another human being that is constantly trying to kill itself (laughs) by jumping down (laughs) stairs, climbing things that aren't supposed to be climbed, throwing themselves out of windows. So it's not just like, oh, cute. It sits there and looks amazing. It's um, it's chaos. It's chaos incarnate. And you are responsible for stopping the chaos. How can this thing at 21 pounds just whoop ass on its parents. Every day. All day. <laughs> right. Women generally, I think, handle it better than dudes. Totally clueless because maybe mom has passed down some advice from generation to generation. Well, you also carry the child for nine months and so there is this automatic um, bond with the baby. And I'm speaking generally. Um, I'm generalizing here. But you do have this connection. So as soon as the baby is born, you just kind of go into that nurturing mother mode and the dads, it just, sometimes it takes a little, a little bit to, to get into your groove. It took my dad till I was 42. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> At least he came around. Better luck than ever. Silver lining. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kate in here is like, I, I don't know what's going on with my husband, but are all parents, are all uh, fathers, I should say, new fathers, this clueless. Hey, Kaden. Hey, good morning. Good, good morning. Okay. So you and your man, you got yourself a one-year-old right now? Yes, he just turned one September 28th. All right. Take take us down this road. 
So, you know, we're both first-time parents. Um, <laughs> ever since we brought our baby home from the hospital, I just feel like he's asking me so many questions that are just common sense, especially as he's even gotten older. Like, I wrote this email really recently. That day, he was just constantly asking me, hey, is the you know, bath water too hot? Is his food too hot? Do you know why he's crying? You know, is this, what what dosage of medicine do I need to give to him? Where all of these things are accessible to him as well to know, or just to, you know, use his own brain. So he feels so, slightly incompetent right now for you. Anyway, I, and it's adding a layer of burden on your shoulders because you're also figuring this out on your own uh, for the first yeah. time. And you're like, I feel like I'm taking care of two kids right now. Exactly. I'm getting so tired because I feel like I'm just constantly having to repeat myself and, you know, just use your own judgment. I trust him to use his own judgment. Oh, that's a mess. Do you? <laughs> you sure? You might not want to, you might want to walk that if, back. Right? If you can't tell water's too high. <laughs> well, you, you know... He can tell if his own bath water is too high. <laughs> That's a good start. So in my relationship with my kids, I'm kind. Of, we're kind of the opposite. I'm the one who, you know, despite caring for nine months, is was very difficult. Like motherhood has been extraordinarily difficult on me. And it mothering does. I'm a good mom, but it doesn't come naturally to me. Um, whereas my husband seems to like just jump in. So I found myself doing this, asking the most like. Monday, is this food too hot to eat? Because what it is, it's not that I can't figure it out for myself. It's that I'm so terrified of making a mistake. Mm. I don't trust myself and I need a second opinion. So it might not mm. be that your partner is like stupid. Yeah, stupid or not not <laughs> dedicated. And I'm much better now. Like I fixed it. You know, we talked about it. And I think once Chad helped instilled a trust in me that I had removed from myself. I didn't trust myself. And when he's like, you know, if the water's too hot, you know, just kind of walking through it like, oh, here's the dosage medicine chart. You know, you can always ask if you think we need it. And here's where it is. And it just in the beginning, it helped me. And it sucks because it is extra labor on you and you shouldn't have to go through that. But I think when you become a parent, you lose part of yourself and your foundation mm -hmm. is rocked. And if you're not you care so much for your kids. You're so terrified of messing up. Caden, I was your man. Uh, totally clueless, man. <laughs> I mean, absolutely. And terrified. What Cassie is saying, absolutely terrified on making the wrong decision, hurting the kid, and then also being judged by my wife. <laughs> um, but I was totally that. But then uh, some kind of, it, it changed for me where it was like, you know what? I'm never going to ask for advice. So she would leave for the weekend and I'd be with the kids and mm -hmm. I would do everything I could to make sure that I didn't text her and ask for help because I wanted to prove myself that I was capable. But in the very beginning, man, I had no experience, zero. You know, she might have had some experience with kids before. Her mother was very nurturing. She's got a great mom. Um, my mom was not that at all. So I was just like your man. I mean, asking I only realize as you're talking about it how much more pressure it must have been on her because I was totally afraid to make a decision. And it sounds like to me, Caden, like what Cassie is saying, it's not that he's an idiot. It's just that he cares so much and he wants to be a good dad so bad that he is, he's almost like, um, it's paralysis by analysis, right? And so then he has yeah. to come to you to determine what he needs to do. So in all sincerity, I think he needs to talk to somebody. Mm -hmm. But he might be an idiot. Well, that's, We don't really know. It's always a possibility, but it sounds like he's just a very attentive, 
dad who wants to do the absolute best and is fearful of failing his child. Mm -hmm. And so I would, this is one of those instances because my husband and I went through this and my husband has been crushing it. But for some reason, he just did not see that he was a good dad. Uh, Because again, not a lot of experience with kids. This was his first. He wanted to do it right. And no parent is perfect. Neither me, my husband, you or your husband. But I feel like he just, he he needs to speak to somebody about being a little kinder with himself and trusting himself more. And he's not alone. Yeah. It's actually, I've seen it blow up on TikTok recently. Dad's doing things with this exact scenario saying like, hey, you know, I'm asking my wife if the food that just came out of the oven is cool enough. Like I can use my brain and think through it. It's just you have to rewire yourself. And I think as once you, if you've carried the kid or if you're the mom or the primary care, caregiver, it, you're sort of automatically in charge. So, you know, and if you're what's called the secondary parent, it doesn't mean you're not equal, but uh, there's usually a primary and a secondary. You're always mm-hmm. looking to the primary for advice or guidance and doubting yourself. And it just, he needs to just rewire that he is a competent, great dad and he doesn't need to come to you for everything. Yes, I agree with that. All right, um, but congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> but also don't dismiss the fact that he might be an idiot. Yeah. That's okay. not on you. He might just be weaponized incompetence. <laughs> All right, Kate, thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. It's the Burt Show. Thanks for listening. Get more Burt Show fix at thebirdshow.com or follow us on social media at The Burt Show.